the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey friends, this is Dr. Trudy, the host of The Christian View. Today we have a special guest, Susan Ashcroft. We're going to talk about her new book called Get Out of the Boat. What would life look like if we lived above our fears and truly trusted in the Lord? Don't go away. Stay tuned for this great interview here on The Christian View. We'll be right back. With everyone in the world with their own view. Ever wonder if God has a view? And, and that's what the show's all about. What's God's view versus our view? Topics that affect our daily life. Empowering and inspiring. Oh, right. To develop a heart, a kingdom mindset, you know. <laughs> because God does have a view. Your host, Dr. Trudy Simmons. The Christian View. Hi, and welcome to The Christian View. I'm your host, Dr. Trudy, and we are just excited that you've invited us into your home today. We love taking challenging and hot topics and weighing against the Word of God because God has a view, and His view needs to be heard today. I have a special guest with me today, um, Susan Ashcraft. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I just... Um, Love your book. I want to read a little bit about about of the back of the book. It says, sure. are you struggling with uncertainty, shame, rejection, or loneliness? Are you wrestling with your value and worth? Are you troubled in relationships? And do you feel unloved? I mean, thinking about you at home, are you struggling with any of those issues? Because I know, Susan, I struggled a long time with, with a lot of these issues. And sometimes the enemy will come back and try to knock me off my feet again with these same issues. Absolutely. And so I love the book and I love the title. Get out of the boat. A journey for what you're so long for. It's just, it's such a needed topic. But before we get into the book, I want to just tell people a little bit about you. Okay. You're a teacher, a counselor, a speaker, an author, a wife. Yes. And a mom of two kids. Yes. You're waiting to be a grandmother. I am. And we're hoping that they hurry along. Hurry, a little, hurry, hurry. hurry along. <laughs> you're a professor of psychology and human development at Lee University. Yes. And you're beautiful. Oh, thank you. So thank you for being here. So let's just talk about this book. Who is this book written for? Uh, You, me, every woman, all ages. I think it's for our daughters, it's for our mothers, our sisters, our friends. Um, Because like I said in the portion you read on the back of the book, as women, we all are on a journey. And sometimes we find that journey to be very challenging. And so I think... um, this story is really grounded in my story right. and using my story to inform and to help and hopefully others can look to it to learn how to navigate their own. Amen. Can we share a little bit about your story? Sure, absolutely. Um, you know, I grew up, I'm going to get married, I'm going to have kids, I'm going to have the perfect right. life. Um, and I started on that path and nothing was going to hold me back. And um, I really accomplished everything except one thing, and that was having the marriage that I believed that I was designed for and the marriage that God right. designs for all His people. Um, and so through a broken marriage uh, and many other um, events, tragic events, traumatic events that took place, um, I found myself uh, in, and I, this is why the book is entitled Get Out of the Boat, I found found myself in a boat in the middle of a storm, not knowing how to get out of it. And you know, Susan, I think so many people 
women and men alike find themselves at that point yes. in their life, at some at some point, at some stage of their life, they yes. find themselves in that boat wondering, what do I do? What's next in the midst of a storm? Mm-hmm. You call it a journey to what your soul longs for. Yes. Let's talk about that. Our soul longs for intimate connection and relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And uh, life gets in the way of that right. oftentimes. Um, and we can lose our way. And in fact, we even get comfortable once we've lost our way, right? right? Because we get comfortable in the discomfort yes. of it all. Um, and it takes a lot of energy and a lot of effort and a lot of focus. Um, just like Peter, in the middle of that storm, it talks about in chapter Matthew, uh, chapter of Matthew right. um, about the disciples being in the storm and rowing all night long. And that's really the way I felt in my life. Yes. I felt like I had rowed and rowed and rowed and rowed. I was not getting out of the storm. Life was not getting any better. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what else to do. Um, and I was a believer during all this time, but was I really willing to walk away from the situation that I was in, stop trying to fix it because right. it couldn't be fixed yes. and allow him, I couldn't fix it, allow him to come in and heal the situation. So just like Peter got out into that storm right. to walk to Christ, that's what I did because I knew I wanted to be with Christ more than I wanted anything else. Amen. Amen. And yeah. you would do anything to get, yes. get to him. One yes. thing I think you talk about in your book is that even though Peter took his eyes off Jesus, yes. Jesus never took his eyes off never Peter. Never took his eyes off of him. Never ever. And that was my experience mm-hmm. um, as well. And I think another beautiful part of the story that really speaks to me, and this links to what the journey is, when Peter reached Christ, they walked, Scripture's very clear, they walked back to the boat, right. but through the storm, back to the boat. The storm wasn't immediately over when Peter reached out to Christ. Um, it was only when Peter invited Christ back into the boat that the storm stilled. And so the journey is a little stormy, um, but Christ is there to walk with us right. through it. And you know, so often we want the storm to end. We want everything to go yes. away. But in the midst of the storm, we, it can be a training it can yeah, be a, it's where we it's where we learn our most important right. lessons, I believe, where God really does his best work mm-hmm. um, is in those dark, dark times. And the Lord, don't you think, in his goodness knows? He know he knows the beginning from the end. Absolutely. Nothing catches him by surprise. Yeah. But he knows, you know, he doesn't want us to hurt, does he? He doesn't want us to be broken, but he knows that in the midst of all that, that there will be healing on the other side. There will be healing. And I do believe that he uses that hurt and that brokenness uh, to make us stronger and then that we can speak into other people's lives that find themselves um, in a place of brokenness. Amen. I, I think that is so true. But, you know, women of all ages, they're struggling with yes. challenges. What are some of those challenges that you're seeing today? Oh, wow. So many. You know, I, I work with college students um, every day. Um, and women, I think, now more than ever are, are facing a time in which they're living in a culture that over-sexualizes them, um, that puts so much pressure on them to look perfect, mm. to be perfect, act perfect, while having a full-time job, while having a wonderful marriage, right. while raising the children. Um, there's just so much that women are trying to navigate now, as they did before, but it seems now it's just even uh, with the advent of social media right. and the internet and always mm-hmm. being plugged in and all these cultural messages. A lot of pressure, lot a lot of pressure to be the perfect woman right, right. now. And there is no perfect woman. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with more Get Out of the Boat with Susan Ashcraft. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Hi, and welcome back to 
to the Christian View. We're talking today about Get Out of the Boat, a journey for what you're so long for. And I have Susan Ashcraft. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Um, we, before break, we talked about being perfect and how today in today's society, women are made to be the perfect through social media, through all that's going on. You know, each one of your chapters has like the best title ever, you know, and I loved reading each chapter, but one I want to focus on right now is look in the mirror. It says mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? Mm-hmm. And you talk about Snow White. I do. Let's talk about that. For okay. A um, yeah. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? We all are right because we are daughters created by God, right. fearfully and wonderfully made. But today it seems for many of us, the mirror that we're looking into is our screen. It's, yes. our, it's our phone. Absolutely. And so that's where we're looking and that's reflecting back to us, right? Messages about our worth, messages right. about our value, messages about what is beautiful and what is not beautiful. Um, so it's very challenging, I think, in today's age to see yourself. And that's the point of looking in the mirror, looking in the right. mirror and seeing yourself for who God created that's you right. to be and embracing the beauty that he has mm-hmm. given you and not looking to the world or looking to culture. Right, because it's so easy, especially for our young kids, our young teenagers today, you know, with social media. Everyone has a phone. Everyone has a TikTok account, an Instagram account, or, you know, and you have to get that perfect snapshot right to post you know i i've i've told my girls this um for many many years with social media social media is a billboard Mm -hmm. all you're seeing is what that person has filtered right and edited and changed and you're seeing the best of probably 150 pictures that they have taken (laughs) um and so to compare yourself against someone's best every day is really not quite fair you know, and doing, in doing so, it causes anxiety, it causes yes. stress, it causes depression. I mean, yeah. I have a 17-year-old son, Susan, and one day he came home and goes, I have to get off social media. I just cannot yeah. do it anymore. I mean, it's, it's pretty right. much, it, internally, it's destroying it is. our kids. And you said here, it said in 2020, over 3.6 billion people were using social media worldwide. And this number is projected to increase to almost 4. 4.1 billion in yeah. 2025. I mean, it's crazy. I can't even wrap my brain no. around that mm-hmm. number of people. We're losing the one-on-one connections. We're we losing are. reality. Mm-hmm. You know, we're- and as a psychologist, um, you can, the research out there is just so clear about the dramatic increases in rates of anxiety, like right. you said, yes. and depression among young people. We're seeing right now diagnoses of eating disorders and even body image distortion as young as second and third oh, grade yeah. and our little girls. And what's interesting about that is where are they getting those messages at that point? Hopefully your second grader doesn't have a phone and is not right. engaging right. with social media. <laughs> Absolutely. But where is the second grader getting that information mm-hmm. from her mother? Right. So if you have a mother that's struggling in those areas, mm, that's good. Speaking that into the life of their daughter right. and it just perpetuates itself. I heard a statement one day that said if you're not transformed then it's going to transfer. Yes. Right? And yes, so if we're good. not transforming, you know, into the image of God as as moms and dads right. then then our generational issues are going to transfer to our our young kids right. and that is so true. Right. You know, I have a I have a second grader and, and she'll come in and say things and I'm like, "Where did you hear that?" Because mm-hmm. she doesn't have a phone and she's dying to have a phone. I'm like, yes. "You will not get a phone Lots until you're pressure, yeah, sure. until you're at least 13." Um, but even what they are seeing on on TV, you know, there's the age-appropriate shows yes. are getting worse yes. with body image, with you know, mm-hmm. all those kinds of craziness that's going on in our world. Mm-hmm. So we grow up to be adult women, mm-hmm. and that's a lot to carry around with us, right? Mm-hmm. So, what do you suggest? You, you're talk, you talk about a different mirror, looking through a different yeah. mirror. 
Uh, the mirror is God's word. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that shifting our focus um, to what we're reading on the internet or culture's message about, messages about beauty and going to the truth of God's word right. about our beauty and how he created us and really what is important. And so I think you have to, you know, you can't just take something away and not replace it. Yes. So I think we take away or try to push out culture's mm-hmm. messages and we replace it with God's messages in scripture. So I think you have to be very intentional about right. doing that with your kids. I think that word intentional is so powerful because we do have to be intentional. I remember when my son was 17 or when he was, he's 17 now, but when he was a little kid, I would take him in front of the mirror and I would say, you're the righteousness of Christ. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm trying to speak God's word into him. Right. And so even today when I say something, he goes, mom, I know. <laughs> I'm fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of the Lord. But yeah. we've got to have God's word rooted in us because that's where that true identity comes from. 100%. Yeah. Yes. 100%. Train up a child. Right? That's right. That's yeah. right. And the world's going to say all kinds of things. Yes. But they've got to get the truth at home. And yes. once they know the truth, and I, I, I joke and say, Jonathan, you can't go to college until I know that you know that you know the truth before you get out into the world. Right. Because the world will, will deceive so you. So many voices. Yes. So many voices. And, and so many lies. Yes. Yeah. And it's easier sometimes, do you think, to believe a lie? versus to believe the truth. Yes, much easier to mm-hmm. believe a lie than it is the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, my favorite verse is John 10, 10. Yeah. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yes. But Christ has come that I may have life and have it abundantly. Yes. So the enemy knows if he can't take away your salvation, he'll do whatever you c- he can to make us unfruitful this side of heaven. And that starts with the lies. Absolutely. And how you view yourself. And there's a chapter um, in my book about that. This one is let down your hair. Oh, I love that Rapunzel, one. Yeah. Rapunzel, mm-hmm. let yes, down your yes. hair. And the idea is that we... Um, our Rapunzel, we're trapped in a tower, and it's a tower of lies. Right. And um, these are lies that we have believed in. Um, and I talk very candidly about the lie that I kind of built my life around, mm-hmm. and that's, Susan, you'll never be good enough. Right. And so, therefore, okay, I'm going to prove you wrong. Mm-hmm. And so the pursuit then became perfection. And so every time I thought about I'm not good enough or someone spoke over me, right. you're not good enough, that's another lie. And every time I believe that lie, that's more cement between the brick, and it just gets higher and higher and higher and higher. Um, and and so then you wear yourself out. You do. Right. So it becomes a stronghold. So what right. happens is that tower and that lie actually replaces God. That lie becomes the idol in your right. life because Absolutely. that's what you're thinking about. That's what you're pursuing instead of God. Um, so that chapter is about tearing down that mm-hmm. tower. Yeah. So what was your first step in tearing down the tower? Um, of the lies? Mm-hmm. Again, back to the word. Right. I, am, I am telling you, I am such a believer in the power power of God's word, the transformational power of God's word. And so um, I will never forget one morning um, I was having my devotion. It was one of those moments that you hear people talk about, but oh, it never happens to me when you open your Bible and then there's the scripture that you needed to hear. Amen. And mine was delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Amen. And he does. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Welcome back to the Christian View. We're talking today about getting out of the boat, a journey to what your soul long for. And we've had such a great discussion, Susan. Thank you so much. Um, before the break, we talked a little bit about a stronghold yes. and idols. I would I'd love you to speak into more about what a stronghold is and how we can tear those strongholds down. Right. A stronghold is something that the enemy uh, builds in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that stronghold takes the place. It's, it's almost as if, if you think about a stronghold, but then the scripture talks about God is a strong tower. So a stronghold would be the difference. You right. run to the tower for protection and rescue and help. The stronghold is something that keeps you trapped and keeps you away mm, from That's God. a good visual. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And by the power of God's word. Yes. 
And by being intentional, yes, you can tear down those strongholds. Yes, 100%. Right, because if God is for us, who can be against us? Amen. Amen. Yes. So I, I love, again, I love each title and chapter of your book. So I want to talk to you, talk a little bit about un, unpacking your suitcase. Yeah. I yeah. love this analogy. And I'm glad you like the titles. Yeah. It's almost as if, truly, this book is me having a conversation yeah. with the reader. Um, unpacking your suitcase. Um, I love to travel. I love going on trips. And it's just so much fun to pack the suitcase. But once you get there, if you're moving from place to place, especially if you're doing a, a broad trip, you're right. lugging that suitcase around you. And so I kind of use this imagery um, as a way to talk about life and the idea that as we move through life, the events that we have, both good and not so good, um, even traumatic, we pack into a suitcase right. and we carry that suitcase with us through our life. Mm-hmm. And our suitcase can become very, very heavy, uh, particularly if we hold on to one thing in particular, and that's shame. Mm. And I think that's definitely a significant challenge for so many women. Right. Um, you know, guilt says something. Uh, guilt says I did something wrong. Shame says I am wrong or I am bad. And I think that we internalize that so much and the world really pushes us to do that too. We have people in our life that speak that over us. And so our suitcase gets heavier and heavier and heavier. Mm -hmm. So our journey becomes more laborious and it becomes just more and more difficult than to get to the finish line. Right. Absolutely, yeah. because we're dragging everything yes. with us. Yes. And I think some other things we can put in our suitcase that weigh us down could be bitterness. Yes, absolutely. Bitterness, unforgiveness. Unforgiveness, you know? regret. Right. All of, yes, absolutely. Condemnation. Right. So if, you, if you're speaking to a woman who's struggling with shame, guilt, yeah. condemnation, what do you say to them? What do you say to that woman who's you know struggling, who wants to be set free, but just can't seem to shake off shame? Because shame has such a oh, it gets very, it does it, it does, does. it, it takes root down. and it it does take root and it gets buried um, very deeply. Yes. Um, and and one of the phrases I use in this chapter is, "It won't be easy, mm-hmm. beloved, but it will be simple." Mm. Um, and so unpacking that shame is not an easy process right. because you have to become truly vulnerable and naked before God right, internally, mm-hmm. asking him to come in and heal all of the broken places. Um, but that journey to unpacking that suitcase is simple mm-hmm. because it's all we need is Christ. It's right. just him. And so continuing to focus on him, continuing to p- replace negativity with positivity out of scripture with the support of a community of women around you um and prayer prayer is just so so important and developing that intimate relationship with god that's how you unpack the shame for amen amen you know i was talking to a young girl the other week and she was telling me all the things that she was going through her divorce addiction and i looked at her and i said isn't it great that you're not your divorce and you're not that addiction? Right. You know, so this is who you really are. Right. So if you can, if people can see who they really are, mm-hmm. that they're not that shame, they're not that addiction, they're no. not that avo- divorce, then they can start walking in freedom. Right. They're not that trauma. I tell right. uh, young women this all the time in counseling sessions. This is a chapter in right. your story. It is not the book. It Amen. is not the entire um, story of your life. So... Leave it there and move on. And move use on. it. Let God use it for His glory. Right. And that's it. Let Him use it. And, yeah. and people are af- they're afraid to be vulnerable. They are. They're afraid because they're afraid. And who can blame right. them, right, um, in the world that we're living in mm-hmm. today? Sure. But if they can find that one trusted counselor, that one trusted yes. friend, and have that intimacy with God, knowing that God doesn't see them as anything but beautiful Absolutely. and fearfully made, Absolutely. then they, that's when they can walk in their healing. Yes. You know, one thing else you talk about is fear. 
Yes, being fear, being afraid of the dark. Let's speak into the fear. Yeah, that's um, and that that was a that was a <laughs> that was a hard lesson for me <laughs> uh, in this one because I do struggle. Yeah. I do struggle with fear, and I think the antithesis of fear is trust, mm-hmm. and so that's really what you have to pursue is trusting God right. um, in all things and speaking against that fear. Again, I come back to the power of the word, right. using Scripture, using God's words to battle the fear and fear. Um, is is in the mind. Yes. Um, and so we have to take captive our thoughts, just like Scripture tells us to do. Um, yeah, that was a, that was a big challenge. That's a good one. You know, the fear is what do they say? False evidence. Yes. Appearing real. Yes. Right. And That's the enemy right. wants to come in and make you so afraid oh, because fear yes. paralyzes you. Yes. It keeps you stuck. Yes. It keeps you from God's best. Yes. And if we can know that God is faithful, right. what does Joyce Meyer say? She's like, do it afraid. Right. <laughs> That's if you're right. Afraid, do it afraid. Do it. Anyway. Do it even more. Yeah. That's right. right. Because yeah. then you're getting set free. Yeah. Yeah. And every step on this journey, every lesson. I learned was take removing those things from my life that was separating me from God. Right. Yeah. And you you led a Bible study for seven. Was it seven yes, years? And yes. that's kind of how the still going okay, right now. Okay. Still, we had it Tuesday night. Still going strong. Nice. And it's for college women. And we do it every Tuesday night. We gather seven p.m. in my basement, and we just love the Lord and love each other. And it was really birthed out of my experience because I truly believe that God brings beauty from ashes. Mm-hmm. I truly believe God takes what was meant for harm in Amen. your life and he can use that for it to be good in someone else's. And so that's what birthed this group. Um, and our, our, the, the title of our Bible study is Beloved. Um, and we are his beloved. Right. We are his and he is ours. So I love that. I love that. And are, are you seeing... Are you seeing women's lives being transformed through the Bible study? Tremendously. And my prayer every week is, Lord, order the steps of the women that need to find their way to my basement because tonight's word is for them. And he has honored that prayer for seven years and hopefully going forward for many more. But yes, tremendous transformation. And just having the power of of, of like-minded women as a community, Mm -hmm. no judgment. A very chill atmosphere right. to really pursue the Lord and to, to be vulnerable. It's an opportunity for them to become more vulnerable with each other. Right. Having a safe place. Yes. I think every woman needs a safe needs place. Needs a safe place. You know, Absolutely. They need, they need a safe place. You know, um, in writing this book, what was the biggest aha moment you had? Hmm. Um, probably that I wasn't alone. Mm-hmm. I, I think in writing this book and talking to others about what I was writing and giving my friends a chapter, hey, read this, tell me what you think, um, was the realization, I felt that way too. Right. I, I've been there. Yes. I, I know exactly. I could totally identify mm-hmm. with what you're saying. I think that was an aha for me because for so long I felt like I was alone. Right. Not alone at all. Amen. You know, and I think that's the, one of the biggest tools of the enemy. Yeah. If he can isolate us and think that, oh, no one else is going through this, so don't talk about it. Yes. Don't tell anybody. Then we put it under the right. We put it under the rug, and then we don't get healing. But if we can right. talk about it and know, you know what? We're not alone. We're in the body of Christ. Amen. You know, then that's when healing takes place, and new life can begin. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back here with the Christian View. Don't go away. Hi, and welcome back to the Christian View. We've had a great discussion today with Susan Ashcraft on Get Out of the Boat, A Journey to What Your Soul Long For. Listen, don't struggle alone. Know that God is with you. If you're struggling with shame, guilt, condemnation, or anything like rejection, know that God can set you free. And when He sets you free, you are free indeed. Thanks for tuning in to The Christian View. We'll see you next time. Take- 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.